Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision-making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Today we're going to talk about villains, victims, and victors. So as an author, it is my license to murder. I once went to a lecture by Charlene Harris, and it was so much fun. She was talking about how much fun it was to just be a murderess as she wrote her books and her novels in the um, Diary of a Vampire series, I think they're called. Oh my goodness. Anyways, it was so much fun to listen to her talk. And as a woman who myself, I'm speaking now, has always written short stories and poems. And now as I endeavor on these longer books, it is so much fun to kill people on paper. (laughs) It's something that I could never ever do in real life, but writing about it, oh my gosh, it really is gleeful. I also know that I make choices to write my own story in life. But what is a hero's journey anyways? Is it truly something that we can all embark upon and like those manifestation people, like just be the thing, right? Can we um, really just meditate upon a thing and have it come to fruition if we're just feeling in a good enough space? Well, I can tell you that yes, it's possible but you still have to work at it. These pages aren't going to write themselves after all. What keeps anyone's interest in any Hollywood movie? It's the plot twists. I mean, anybody can tell a water cooler story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. But that would be pretty boring if every single movie or book that you read was just like, yep, they got up, they went to work, they went home, they went to bed. No, it's the exciting parts. It's the parts that are um, unexpected, whether good or bad. It's the conflict and the contrast that make it interesting. And it's the same thing with our lives. When we run into these things that are challenging, we have the frenemies that we have conflict or Maybe we're in constant comparison mode. 
whether it's at work or it's, you know, the mean girls and all the things in our social clubs, those types of things. Those are the types of things that keep life interesting. But you don't have to completely victimize yourself or um, put them in the category of being less than. And it's in that spirit of um, keeping things interesting that I hope to share with you more about the hero's journey today. So how do we become a hero? Well, we can save the day at work. We can help our kids with their challenges. We can be a good partner. We can be a good son or daughter. We can get the trophy, whether that's a pay raise or recognition, a milestone in our business, a new client. We can get a date with that hot person we've been eyeing out at the um, you know, singles night at church, whatever it might be. And what makes a villain? Well, that can be someone who we've cut off in traffic, or maybe it's somebody who is constantly stealing our ideas at work. Maybe it's an ex-wife or ex-husband. Maybe it's somebody who um, we just really don't like as our neighbor. They're just always playing their music too loud, or they're leaving their trash on the wrong side of the curb or all over the street. Who knows, right? There's, There's all kinds of situations. It's quite interesting when you start to look at things in this light, whether they're victims or villains, and how that makes you feel. How can things be both? Maybe you get your vengeance by punishing the other party. You elevate your position. You need to set the record straight with you and the right and them as wrong, but then you realize that, wait, maybe they were right. Interesting, right? It's so, so much fun to really look at things from this new paradigm. So let's talk about the hero's journey and really get into today's episode. In the hero's journey, the protagonist or hero lives in an ordinary world. The author will set the tone and everything's normal. And then there comes a call to an adventure. They cross the threshold. They have trials, friends, and foes. And then there's a magical mentor that comes into play. Sometimes it's supernatural aid, which is really a lot of fun. Then there's the dragon slayer, a moment of despair when nothing looks like it's going to work out, and the ultimate treasure. There you go. The hero's journey. Go write it. (laughs) It's not so simple. But when you look at our lives, our day-to-day lives we can all kind of look like we're on a hero's journey. We all have friends and foes in our lives. We all can face challenges and we all have aid that comes to our side, right? We sometimes have supernatural aid if we believe in that sort of thing. And there can be moments of despair, We are all seeking ultimate treasure. 
And today we're going to explore the mindset piece that eludes so many people on a day-to-day journey and how you can set your own curse, course, <laughs> curse. Today we're going to explore the mindset piece that eludes a lot of people and how they can fall into that victim and villain mentality versus victory and how really truly everyone can have victory and we can all be heroes as long as we understand our place and everyone's story. We're all given a purpose, a main reason to exist. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. And sometimes it's an overarching theme to our life that we set out on a quest to find at a young age, and sometimes we have to discover through that catalyst, right? Remember, the second point of a hero's journey is a call to adventure. And sometimes we need to rediscover ourselves. Some things are just for a season. They're little mini missions, little miniature things that we set off and quests that we go and and discover. And we're supporting roles in the cast of other people's journeys. But that's what makes it interesting. It's important to note that no one is born inherently bad or inherently good. We're a mix of nature and nurture. Some would argue that we have a sin nature and require redemption and reconciliation through Christ Jesus to be made right. Some would argue that we're already made in the likeness of God, and it's through reimagining and recognition of our true nature through Christ or the Buddha nature that we can find peace. Still others believe that there is no God but God, and Muhammad is the messenger of God. But no matter what you believe in a religious overtone, what makes us unique is that we are all set apart and individual. We are all given individual talents, gifts, experiences, patterns of thought, circumstances that shape us and continually shape us, an opportunity to improve ourselves, make choices that impact those in our sphere of influence, and consider the consequences Or maybe we don't consider the consequences as may be the case. Other species on the planet simply live day to day. But as humans, we can more or less project the consequences of our action or inaction and try to make the best decision based on our desired outcomes. So if I want to fit into my genes better, I can eat healthfully and exercise regularly. If I want a better relationship with my spouse, I try to listen more actively to what they have to say and engage in activities they like to do more often, as well as support them in the way that they like to be supported, not the way that I like to be supported. Inevitably, in our day-to-day life, we will be confronted with someone who has a win-lose, right or wrong, all or nothing, scarcity, zero-sum game theory mindset. And those people can challenge us if we're on our journey in life to be the best that we can be and take as many people with us along the journey of improvement and enjoyment. And if you've been with me so far on my podcast journey, you know that I am on a mission to take as many people with me in this journey of improvement and enjoyment. So what happens when we're challenged in our beliefs that we should live and let live? 
Do we essentially change our mind and then call them the villain in our story? Well, that wouldn't make us become the villain to them as well, wouldn't it? Aha! Indeed it would. And it would change the belief that we had about ourselves, that we were an open-hearted, loving, accepting creature of win-win, wouldn't it? If we chose to be the victim of someone who is treating us poorly, someone who is thinking so Pollyanna-ish, or someone who called us foolish to be so positive and happy, loving the friendless, even being told that we think we're so perfect when we do the right things, choosing kindness and accepting that would again make them the villain, wouldn't it? I've been in situations where someone was endeavoring to make me villainize them. And let me tell you, it was tempting. I really don't like to be called a Pollyanna for being positive, and the people who have called me that were not around when I misplaced something when I was in a hurry. (laughs) I digress. The thing is, most people would rather break their wrist than point the finger at themselves when it comes to recognizing who is to blame for a situation. Being self-aware, noticing what you're noticing, discovering the role that you play in relationship with another human, whether at work or at home, romantically or family of origin, is tough. But the practice of thinking about what you're thinking about It is what is going to help you tremendously through these shifts. When you're with someone who challenges your beliefs, even if they're in the wrong, let's say they get the facts wrong, do you automatically think they're bad? And then do you put yourself in the good category because you think differently than them? Using religion as example, If you are around a pagan or atheist, and let's say you are a devout believer, do you think that they're bad for not believing in a god? Misguided? How about meat eaters when you're a vegetarian? Do you think they're misguided? Perhaps. What if you're a full-on environmental specialist and you understand the ramifications of non-biodegradable plastics and your spouse just insists on drinking bottled water? Do you vilify them? Reason? Justify? Love the person? Hate the action? How do you justify being with such a wretched individual? (laughs) How can you even live in a country that tolerates what happened in Flint, Michigan? I mean, they're still handing out massive, huge bottles of water cases by the day for everyone who lives there. The world can be an insanely toxic and negative place, and it can be a drive a person with a strong moral compass insane if they try to be, insert your worthy cause here, police. So let's... Change what we can't control to what we can control and put our focus there. Your attitude is the first thing. Notice if you have a poor attitude shaped by negative thoughts over time or if you've cultivated a good attitude by thinking the best and allowing a win-win, solution-oriented position to dominate your mindset. Secondly, your thoughts. Discovering what you're thinking and how you're thinking about your journey. Other people along the way. Are they villains to you? 
Victors leaving you a victim? Could they possibly be extras or supporting roles and be feeling victimized by your behavior? Third, your emotions. These are related closely to your thoughts. If you generally think things aren't going to work out, you'll look for them not to and feel downtrodden, negative thoughts, overwhelmed, sad, anxious, fearful, hopeless. However, if you feel that you're going to be victorious no matter the circumstance, and so can everyone in life, and you'll do the very best you can every day to help those along the journey, you'll likely have more positive, uplifted emotions. And lastly, your behavior. You can control your behavior as a result of your emotions and your thoughts. Choosing to do things that are in alignment with your beliefs, how you want your story to end, what you want people to know about your character, how you can be influenced by the news and social media. Things that you cannot control include others' attitudes, other people's thoughts, other people's emotions, others' behavior, life circumstances, predicting what will happen, other people's motives, how others will react to your behavior. Seriously, you can't control any of that stuff. So worrying about it and keeping it from helping you, allowing you move along the next step of your journey is just going to hinder you your whole life. When someone vilifies you and you're being made to feel like the jerk in their story, right? They're the hero and you, uh, for some reason, they have a, a conflict because conflicts inevitably happen, right? They're disgruntled employees or an ex-lover or even an angry partner right now. You guys are in an argument, what you can do to control, and it will help your identity shift, even when someone calls you a villain, is knowing who you are and keeping your integrity even when no one is watching and keeping control of those four things, your attitude, your thoughts, your emotions, and your behavior. Really being mindful of those things and keeping them in line with who you know yourself to be. You're the protagonist. You are the one. You are the hero in this story. There's something that you can do to reconcile if you've been the villain or the victim in someone's story and you really want to be able to have some closure. There's a technique and it's It's something that I've tried, and it's based on the Hawaiian tradition of Ho'oponopono, which is reconciliation and forgiveness. Traditionally, Ho'oponopono is a ceremony conducted by a senior family member. The process begins with prayer. And this is something that you can do just through prayer, but this is a powerful version of it. Um, In this sense of using the Hawaiian tradition. I don't necessarily work it out because uh, in person because the person is not available. Um, It's worked for me because, well, I needed it, right? It worked with me with family of origin whom I no longer speak with 
people who are deceased, people who I do not keep in contact with because of just seasons of life. It helps to ease guilt, shame, burden of resentment, um, any of the things we covered in the Second Arrow series. But most importantly, it helps lay down judgment. Any feelings of inferiority or superiority And it helps you to see the people in life as they are. At least it did that for me. And equally important, essentially, uh, whether good or bad, part of the journey to wholeness. So what I did was took a letter and I wrote a letter. I, I really wrote it from my heart to each of the people whom I felt that I needed to have reconciliation and forgiveness. And it started off with the words, I forgive you, thank you, I'm sorry, and I love you. And I just really, in the spirit of all of those words, wrote out a letter to each of the people whom I needed to write a letter to. And truly forgiving, thanking, apologizing and loving them because without each of the people in our story, the antagonists, the villains, the the victors and our friends, our foes, everyone, it, it we can't have a full and rich and complete story. It's, it takes everyone in our life together to make something complete. And whether we have become vilified in anyone else's eyes and we don't have the opportunity to apologize to them, or if we are, even, even if we're the hero in someone's story and we don't feel like we deserve it, thanking them for putting us on that pedestal. It doesn't matter where you are in your life so far, really understanding that every single person that was and ever shall be is of equal and intrinsic value is key here. You're not any better or any worse than any single human ever, and you never will be. I truly hope this is helpful for you. I truly hope that no matter where you are in your position of life, that you can notice what you're noticing. You can start paying attention to your thoughts. You can see what's important to you. And start practicing reconciliation and forgiveness, the Ho'oponopono. You don't know how many times I practice saying it, so I'm just going to take advantage of being able to say it while I can. (laughs) If you've enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes so far, I would love it if you would press the subscribe button, give a sincere rating, and maybe share it with a friend who you think would benefit from listening. I truly hope that you're reconciling yourself to your own hero's journey, discovering who you are, what your purpose is on this planet, and living your life to the fullest. 
If you would like some help along the way from someone who's trained in numerous ways of helping you with thought work, emotional management, and goal achievement, send me an email at info at quantumhighways.com. Until next time, take care.